Hello, pod people. I'm DA, and welcome to Millennial Edition. Thanks for joining us. Since it is that special time of year where we spend a month talking about love, in this episode, we will examine why there are some people who seem to find it difficult accepting love. As always, remember to subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Twitter to be a part of the discussion. Okay, so let's dive right in. So last year around this time, we spent a whole month discussing love since the statistics are showing that millennials appear to be losing the battle when it comes to matters of the heart. And in a generation where everything is made convenient at a click of a button, including love and sex, we are finding a generation that has the highest majority, approximately 60%, who are single and want to find a healthy relationship but are struggling to find the right partner for them. I mean, you have to admit, we treat love like buying the latest phone. We desire it more than anything in the world and use it up every day. But a month later, when we find out that there is a newer version on the market, all of a sudden that phone we couldn't live without becomes an old deteriorated fossil and we just abandon that piece of junk and go for the upgrade, forgetting altogether why we found satisfaction or value in that phone in the first place. And then in a month, the same thing. And we move from phone to phone, hoping, wishing, and praying that this pattern will somehow find us the right phone that will make us stop wanting the next generation phone every month without realizing that no such phone like that exists. I think especially in our generation, we enjoy the high of new things, and that includes partners. And ultimately, that is not going to lead to success in our relationships. Love is a gift, and within the space of love is a space of dignity and accountability, and I'm not sure you can have the one without the others, because you are accountable for the interactions you have with others, especially those we seek or choose as partners. Emphasis on the word choose, because you have to choose to love, and you have to choose to receive it, and that element of choice, it takes work. You have to work at that every day, and you you can't order it on an app at the touch of a button. Love requires something of you, and it takes a level of maturity to see that. And because I really would like to see our generation be better and win at love, let's look at one of the reasons why some might be struggling with it. So for our listeners out there, have you ever been in a relationship with someone that the nicer you were to them, the more resentful they became to you? That a perfectly sweet and kind gesture was met with suspicion and hostility? Or have you ever felt annoyed, even rage, when a partner did something nice for you? Something that deep down inside you not only wanted, but needed? Well, if you admitted that, yes, you have either reacted or felt that way, then you might be among the population of people who struggle with accepting love. Dr. Robert Firestone examines this phenomena in his article entitled, in quote, Why Do We Hate Love? End quote. He explains that in his counseling sessions, he came across people who would feel and express fury to gestures that most would agree were loving actions. And one reason for this strange paradox that he explains is that love or expressions of love challenge what we learn throughout the early stages of life in regards to rejection and pain. So we feel more vulnerable when someone shows us love or acceptance. Our brains tell us this can't be right. And the reaction of anger is really a response of fear. That fear leads us to act punitively or to find fault in the person who showed us love. 
He also points out that moments where a partner is getting close or being loving will cause in a person to activate memories of painful childhood experiences, whether it was abuse or abandonment or loneliness, and those triggers will cause a person to respond with fearfulness of being hurt in many of the same ways again. Another interesting point made in the article is that someone demonstrating love invokes our consciousness about humanity's overall existence. He states, in quote, Being close to another in a loving relationship makes one aware that life is precious, but must eventually be surrendered. If we embrace life and love, we must also face death's inevitability, end quote. And he explains that for some, this realization of the inevitable end of a relationship becomes so overwhelming that it becomes torturous, so they will modify their behaviors that actually result in a self-fulfilling prophecy, which is the end of the relationship. Dr. Randy Gunther, who has spent over 40 years working as a clinical psychologist and marriage counselor, agrees with many of Dr. Firestone's observations. She explains in her article entitled, in quote, Why Can't I Let Love In, end quote, that when children are raised in environments where they receive love that is coupled with fear or punishment, they learn to tolerate pain to get the love that they need, or they simply run from love and go without it to get away from the pain, and that has an impact on the kind of love they will attract later in life because they see love as something coupled with the eventuality of pain. So they behave in destructive behavior patterns like testing their partner or seeing them as having a hidden agenda. And like Dr. Firestone had said before, it all becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy that causes people in those relationships with them to move away from them, resulting in the end of the relationship. Dr. Gunther also discusses that those who have difficulty in accepting love fear the feeling of becoming controlled, meaning that they fear that through love, their partners will gain too much access to their deepest, most vulnerable places, ultimately erasing their existence and who they are. But Dr. Gunther reminds us that human beings live in harmony by creating reciprocity. They learn the rhythm of sharing and exchange that ultimately builds trust, which sets accurate expectations for future behaviors. So when one gives and the other receives, but doesn't reciprocate, it creates an imbalance that will eventually become harmful in relationships. And that can be applied to most relationships, not just ones that are romantic. So for those listening out there, does that sound like you? Have you lacked success in love and your relationships and you want to break the cycle for this new decade because you want more for your life? Especially for us millennials, since I think that our generation really, really struggles with matters of the heart and it's not getting any better. I mean, not to be judgmental, but y'all are still ghosting and cheating on partners in 2020 and that shit needs to stop, like immediately. Stop doing it. Grow up and start adulting so you can have healthy, full, happy relationships. So if any of what the psychologist describes sounds like you, and there's no shame in admitting that, then you need to acknowledge it and perhaps if you can afford it, since I know affordable access to healthcare for our generation is completely and ultimately shitty, seek out a trained or licensed professional who can help you evaluate your emotions and set you on a course for having better, happier, and healthier relationships. Because in order to have this, you need to have a healthy expression of love and be healthy enough to receive it. 
Dr. Gunther challenges those who struggle with accepting love to perhaps, if you are currently in a relationship, to start by opening up and sharing this truth with your partner and let them know that you acknowledge that you need to change these habits and that you are working with a professional so, so that you can make that change. And I'll just add, you know, perhaps let that person know that you recognize that love is a gift and you are thankful for them wanting to share and give you love and validate that it feels nice to receive that love and that you are grateful for their continued patience because it is important for your partner to feel validated and it will help them understand you better, especially if you want to keep receiving their love and affection. Dr. Gunther also suggests that you challenge yourself with the way you go about relationships and past behavior patterns. So for instance, when a partner expresses love, respond differently than you normally would. Now, I know for most of you out there that this will be extremely difficult for you since we are all creatures of habit and we tend towards what we normally do, which is why I suggest that if you can afford it, seek a professional counselor since they can help guide you with this to make sure you stay on track. If we as people can form the habit habit of responding punitively when someone shows us love, then with habitual practice, we can retrain ourselves to respond positively, or dare I say it, lovingly when someone shows us love. Another thing you can do since we are all talking about creating new habits is to remind yourself at least once a day when you wake up in the morning or before you go to sleep that you are worthy of love and therefore, of course, someone will love you. This very statement challenges the very narrative that we might have learned as children of rejection or even have had reinforced as adults, which has shaped our ideas of our worthiness. Even by the time we hit our teens, we start to believe that we don't measure up and we are not enough for this world, especially not enough to be loved. So every day, develop the habit of reminding yourself that you are worthy of love and you are able and capable of receiving it and reciprocating it because love is a gift. Now go out there and spread love. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Millennial Edition and I look forward to engaging with you all soon.